is the e-commerce coffee break the podcast dedicated to shopify store owners who want to optimize their business for maximum conversions and revenue each week you're going to get actionable advice and hear from special guests talking about various topics on how to run a profitable business on shopify learn how to survive in the fast-changing e-commerce world with your host klaus lauter and get e-commerce insights you can't Google. Welcome to the show. And we are live. Welcome to another episode of the e-commerce coffee break. Today I have a guest with me, Zach Rigo. He is the vice president of sales and marketing at Unstack at unstack.com. They're providing a no-code landing page platform to build your high-performance shopping experience out of Shopify. What that is, we will dive in, into a second. And also, Zach is a host of a podcast called Zero to a Million Podcast. So, hi, Zach. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Give me a bit of a background where you're coming from, what you do in life, just a bit of an introduction. Yeah, no, I've worked in uh, MarTech for a long time. So marketing technology, previous company I was with for close to eight years, uh, WordStream, we helped uh, e-commerce store owners and small to medium-sized businesses manage their Google ads, Facebook, and Bing ads accounts. Um, obviously, Instagram falling under that umbrella as well. So, you know, eight years of experience hopping on the phone, talking to folks about their digital marketing strategy, helping them kind of optimize their content. It was a SaaS platform. Um, love MarTech, love working with small to medium-sized business owners. So uh, I joined Unstack uh, a little over a year ago, um, and we basically help, you know, kind of that same persona manage their digital presence. So their landing pages, their website, and all of that kind of front-end infrastructure that you need to convert browsers to buyers uh, when they when they hit your website or, or engage with an email. So uh, it's been a fun journey, and I'm, I'm excited to help more uh, e-commerce store owners here in the future. Okay, cool. Yeah, obviously, um, that's the big um, thing, challenge to get browsers, get traffic into sales, into buyers. Now, obviously, there's a couple of landing page builders around, but Unstack has a bit of a different approach. Um, so tell me about that. Yeah, so, you know, there's there's kind of two trains of thought on, on the landing page builder world in, uh, in the Shopify ecosystem. There is kind of the no-code builders that leverage uh, the Shopify buy button, which is okay, but slows down the page load time. Um, and, and it's just a, a weird experience for the buyer. There's kind of a, an added step somewhere in the middle there. Um, and then there's these, you know, uh, headless platforms or, or, or basically platforms that are injecting code into your Shopify store. So you can take a product page, modify it, create a more unique page and put some code in there to, to send traffic to it. Um, Great use case, again, uh, messes with the Shopify store a little bit, can can inhibit your site, um, slow down the site, and and just something that you want to almost detach, right? Like you spend a lot of time with a the Shopify theme and building a site, uh, sometimes injecting things into it or adding code to it can break more than it helps. So um, what we've done is we've actually fully integrated with Shopify um, we store Shopify's merchants' products on our servers and allow you to build a no-code page with your product or collection right on it. So lightning fast, able to be tested. Um, we have our own card experience and then use Shopify's checkout experience. So it's a, it's a really unique approach to kind of a, a pseudo-headless experience for the merchant. 
Mm -hmm. I think the key word there, and I think it's a mystery to a lot of people still, is headless. Headless e-commerce, yeah. headless content. It's about floating around in the room, but no one really knows what it is. What it is. How would you explain that to the normal person on the street? Yeah, the, the, the easiest way to explain it is you're detaching the front end from kind of the back end systems and processes you're using to manage things like inventory logistics all the things that you know shopify has done a really nice job of making super simple but it's allowing you to have this front end piece which you know your website the things that people see when they come to your url uh allowing that to be customizable really fast and detached from all the logistics and, and inventory management that's going on behind the scenes so that the user experience can be customized personalized tested and load really fast. So it's just important to start to think about, you know, how you graduate from, you know, Shopify CMS into uh, other tools. And, and what we've really found in the market is for those merchants that have traction and are scaling, it's challenging to spend a hundred, $150,000 on a totally headless site. Um, so we're trying to make that really accessible for those stores that are like 500,000, um, and, and up in, in GMV um, and allowing them to build on their own and, and, and get to a place where they're detaching the front end from the back end and allowing you know, them to really flex the marketing muscles and, and do some, some fun things like A-B testing and personalization, which is really core to our strategy. Okay. Obviously, yes, I've heard that people are looking into completely headless, recreating everything. You need to have a big budget and you need yes. to have the manpower and obviously the skills to do so. And that's a huge gap for a lot of brands um, to go that route. I mean, it's, it's sort of um, not only the money, it's a time frame and whatsoever. And the other train of thought is obviously is stick on Shopify. It's good as it is. You have your limitations. It's getting better with online shopping 2.0. Yep. Um, there's a couple of new things that probably help in there. Now, obviously... I think one part is very important is A-B testing. In Shopify, obviously, with Optimizely and other tools, you could do A-B testing, but also you get other things on board. Um, from what I understand, Unstack goes a bit of a different route there when it comes to A-B testing. Yeah, so A-B testing is key. I, I mean, for any marketing strategy, we test everything from our homepage, you know, to very specific campaigns for uh, Facebook ad sets. So uh, I love it. It, it keeps my gears turned and I'll wake up in the middle of the night and be like, oh, that's an interesting spin on you know, messaging and I'll just log into my computer and set up a test. So I, I encourage everyone to, to do this. Um, there's two approaches, right? You can buy, you can use like a Google Optimize or a tool that sits on top of your website. Again, speed is so key. And what happens with that is your site's basically loading twice. It's loading the control and then it's loading the variant on top of it and creating this kind of superficial A-B test. Um, what we recommend, right, is server-side A-B testing. So what Unstack's actually doing is when someone's coming to your site, we're picking and splitting the traffic before it loads. So the load times are equal on the A and the B variants. You're not doing a fair A-B test when things are just loading slower because a fraction of a second is going to degrade the conversion rate. So, you know, we believe that it's key, and, and I, most marketers would agree, it's key to have those A-B tests be loading at the same time and having you know, very similar experiences. It's not always just what image did I put there or what message did I type there? It's really, what was the user experience? Um, so, you know, we, we currently have kind of component level A-B testing where you can test kind of sections of a page. We're going to be doing full page level A-B testing. You can test 
this entire page versus this entire page. And that's going to be coming out here in the next few weeks, which I'm really excited about because I'm going to test a whole different home page. For example, it's a crazy move, but it's where we get most of our traffic. So let's see what we can do there. Yeah. I mean, I'm coming from the conversion optimization side of things. So I love AB testing. Smaller, smaller, medium companies definitely underrate when it, um, AB testing. They think it's too complicated, which it was to a certain degree. As I said, if you use Google Optimizer or any of the other tools, it's not easy to set up. And then obviously you have a drawback. It's lo loads slower and you have to maintain it. You can only do certain things at a time and so on and so forth. So with a landing page builder, and that brings me back to where we started with is like the no code. So basically you're saying you don't need to be a developer. There is no liquid code. There is nothing. How does that look in, in a real world scenario for somebody who wants to test a landing page builder with A-B testing? Yeah, great question. So, you know, our recommendation is build a theme that's close to uh, some inspiration from your site. So we've seen a lot of merchants take uh, a product page and mash it up with maybe their mission page, right? Why they're building what they're building. So that when it's on a Facebook ad, you can target a specific user. So a really interesting example, um, we have a merchant that's using us, Pistol Lake. Um, they created their own fabric that feels like wool, but it's not. Um, it, it, it wasn't their intent, but vegans love it because vegans don't wear wool. So they've actually created a, a page on our site or on Unstack that is uh, targeting this new market who, who's relatively simple to target on Facebook with a page that talks about the benefits of their fabric, how it's cruelty-free, how it's not using wool, but feels like it. And then the products are right on there. This is a really cool use case because they've, they didn't envision this persona being attracted to their product when they created it. Now they can target them and then they can really test the messaging. So cruelty-free fabric versus um, you know, uh, the best wool alternative for vegans. And it, it's really interesting and you can test it. And, and how they do that in the real world is, you just log in and you type, um, you know, ours is kind of a, a WYSIWYG editor. What you see is what you get. You log in, you click where you want to edit, you type what you want to edit. If you want to change an image, you know, you change it. And then our setup is literally as simple as you have your control. That's kind of the default theme you've built. Um, you click a little icon and you set up a variant, you modify one element. We recommend one element at a time. Sometimes people will do two smaller elements um, and then choose how you want to split traffic 50, 50, 70, 30, and you set a confidence level um, by which you hit that confidence level. So a 95% confidence level will automatically flip to whichever the winner was. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously, if you don't achieve that, you can you know manually intervene and choose where you want to go. So it is, again, kind of point, click, edit, save, and you're, you're going to market with an A-B test. Okay, no, sounds great. Completely different area just comes to my mind. People love apps. People love integrations. Mm -hmm. um, Biggest fault of a lot of stores is that they just put in too many apps. They yes. just <laughs> shiny object syndrome and another app there. Um, and integrations, obviously. So how does that work from your side? How do you support either apps or other integrations? Yeah, you know, right now we are, we see a lot of apps as features. So for example, an app that someone might add would be an A-B testing app. But like for us, that is just a feature in a platform that you should have access to as a user. Um, personalization, again, like to, to us, that's a feature. Um, we, we see uh, a lot of apps that people are using on their Shopify stores as features that we will build in our platform so that you're not 
kind of layering a bunch of these things into it. If you look at WordPress as a great example that has been around forever, great builder, you know, super relatively simple to use. You need a little bit of development experience, but where it gets slow is everyone's adding all these plugins and apps to it. And next thing you know, you got this, you know, thing that's kind of bubble gum and toothpick stuck together. Um, Shopify can, can become that if you are, you are adding all these apps. Um, and most of them are kind of front end or JavaScript apps, which is just, again, slowing down the load times. Uh, our approach with, with our app partners, especially the ones that have massive functionality, Klaviyo, MailChimp, like we're not going to become Klaviyo or MailChimp. That's not our goal. Like we want to focus on the, the website and user experience on the front end. We're doing backend API integration. So we are not, you know, loading things in real time. And where that becomes interesting for Klaviyo, for example, you know, they're big on own data. They're big on storing and, and personalizing the experience for the user when you send an email or an SMS. Well, we integrate so deeply with them that we can personalize the experience on the front end as well. And that's something I recommend everyone does. You know, hey, Zach, thanks for joining our VIP list. Here's a new product launch you might like. Register for SMS, right? That's the email. Now, when you hit the landing page, mirrors something very similar. Hey, Zach, thanks for checking this out. We know you're a VIP user. You know, here's a product we thought you might like. And here's a, an opportunity to register for our pre-launch with SMS messaging. You know, that's a really interesting use case. And, and even deeper than that would be conditional personalization. So Zach bought t-shirt, you know, last summer or earlier this summer, Zach might like new style of, you know, long sleeve version, right? So, hey, Zach, noticed you bought XYZ black shirt. We thought you might love this long sleeve version. Boom, products right there. So you can get really, really integrated with the user's experience. And, and a lot of people are doing this on the email level and then sending the user to a PDP that's just not, it's there and it works, but it's not personalized that user. And if you can carry that personalization through, they're going to start to see that conversion rate, you know, tick up as well as then start to A-B test, you know, what you're testing or what you're personalizing or what you're saying to the user. No, I think that a lot of people now hearing that will be baffled that this is possible. And I think it's an exciting feature and personalized yeah. e-commerce. I mean, that's that's the holy grail of what you can think of. If you can do this really on a landing page and you have the whole funnel coming, let's say from email marketing and transfer that to a landing page. I mean, it can't get better than this. Um, yeah. This has a positive impact on conversion rates. I mean, that's without saying. And our, our goal is if you can do it with Klaviyo, or MailChimp, and you can create those parameters that personalize, where you literally just drag in the, you know, the face first name with the brackets around it. You can do it there. You can do it on our site, and that, or on your landing page. And that, to us, is like so empowering because everyone's been trained on the Clavio or MailChimp platform. They're putting first name in their email, and you should be able to do that just as easily on your website or or landing page. And and that's what we're really excited about bringing to market. No, that's an amazing feature, really. So what kind of recommendation would you give someone um, to looking into doing headless e-commerce, headless content, completely new to, to the whole topic? What kind of approach should they take to, to get this implemented? Yeah, you know, I think there's, there's two pieces. You mentioned this earlier. Like there's a front end uh, setup cost, right? That's, that's high, um, but it can be approachable if your business is doing it. And it certainly can be worth it. And you'll notice a lot of, you know, larger stores, 5 million plus GMV or 10 million plus are, are moving this way. 
but don't always just look at that setup cost because the ongoing cost can be substantial because you're not going to be super empowered to take action unless you know how to play with the code. Um, and sometimes one mistake with, with code can lead to many problems. So you want to be um, aware of the ongoing maintenance that goes into a website. If there are updates, if you want to change your branding or you want to modify a page or add a new persona page or a new theme page, um, that can be challenging and incur costs. Um, my recommendation is do research on it though, because you'll be shocked at the, the output from it. The load times are insane if you do it appropriately and, and you look at the difference between your, your Shopify store and a totally headless experience. It's, you know, we're doing tests today on, on unstacked landing pages versus some PDPs. And the results are, are staggering um, and, and not something that we always saw when, when we were in, in kind of a different market and, and working with folks coming from WordPress. But it's really been eye-opening to see how slow some of these PDPs or collections pages can load. Um, and, and I think that's something you should start monitoring as a merchant now. Um, and then look at what you can potentially eliminate for apps that are just not driving the ROI. If they are that JavaScript kind of front-end app, start to audit those. And, and you know, Google's uh, Lighthouse score will give you some insights into what's taking forever to load. Um, take some time to look at that stuff and, and there might be an opportunity there to even speed up your page. Yeah, no, page speeds, um, definitely underrated for a lot of people. Uh, <laughs> I've seen pages, productivity pages loading in 25 seconds. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they're it's, surprised that they're not making any sales. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, and, it, and it's always tough when it's like the product images take time to load. You know, like that's the hook, I think, when you go to a page. But if you load it and you're scrolled down and it's like a blank block and then all of a sudden an image pops, it's like, man, like, I would just wish that loaded a little bit faster so I could have hooked, hooked the buyer, you know. Um, it's challenging. Yeah. What's, what's your perfect customer for Unstuck? Which kind of company size or store size does that make sense? Yeah, you know, we, we've worked with um, really... 500,000 to 5 million is basically who we've worked with so far. Um, I think that's probably where we'll be for, for the next six months. And then I think we'll actually be able to go slightly up market. Um, I think we can, we can play up market. We've got a few beta users now that are um, 10, 20 million. Um, but, but really, I think our core, who we're building for is 500,000 to kind of 5 million and we really see a great opportunity there to give those folks a really approachable way to go headless. Um, and, and I'm really excited about, about that, that approach and really excited about working with those folks because they have traction. They're, they're marketing. They're starting to scale their spend and try to figure out how do we increase profitability and, and really you know, blow this thing up. And um, that's an exciting time to be involved in helping them. And, and there's really tangible results that, that you can provide. And I think, I think that's just super fun time to work with a business. Okay, cool. No, it sounds it's perfect. Where can people find more about you and Unstack? Yeah, unstack.com. Um, you know, our homepage is, is fully transitioned to, to being all about, about Shopify. We are still taking, you know, inquiries for our, our second cohort of beta users today. Um, so really excited about that. And then and then connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm super active on there, posting a lot of our content on there. Just Zach, Z-A-C-H, Rigo. Um, there's not many of, of us out there. So you should be able to find me. Um, happy to connect. Always happy to provide you, honestly, a totally free demo to show you what we can do and even help you build your first page 
just so that you've got a, a template that you can clone and reuse multiple times over. Um, so happy to help any way I can. Cool. I will put the links in the show notes that everyone has just a click to get to your site and get more information there. Thank you, Zach. That was very interesting to see how the whole e-commerce space is moving in different directions and what kind of advantages it really has from a certain company size or store size into go going into headless. And yeah, thanks so much for your time. Thank you, Klaus. Appreciate it. <laughs> Have a good day. Hey, Klaus here. If you're a Shopify store owner and you're feeling stuck, overwhelmed, and not sure what to do next to grow your business, you struggle to convert traffic into sales or turn website visitors into buyers, and you want to like have direct access to a mentor who can assist you with your store strategy, offer marketing, sales, and anything else you need, then I would like to invite you to apply for my Get Conversions program, where I show you how to remove the guesswork out of growing your Shopify business and create clarity to optimize your business for maximal growth and profit. It's a application only program to apply go to my website klauslauter.com to learn more and finally please do not forget to subscribe like and comment and i would be grateful if you would leave a quick honest rating and review over at apple itunes it's a huge help and allows me to reach more people with the podcast thanks in advance and until next time at the e-commerce coffee break